Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode. Speak to me because it's part one in the Hearing God's Voice series. I really want to share with you some keys that are going to help you learn that God still speaks, to know how he speaks, how you can cut the noisy interference out and hear the voice of God. This series is jam-packed with life-changing information and inspiration. I think you're going to want to download Soul H2O journal pages to make notes and help you dive deep into the teaching segment to quench your spiritual thirst. You can always find them on each episode show notes like today's at soulh2o.com slash 66. At the end of this four-week study, we're inviting women to join us in the Soul H2O Splash for an online event where we're going to get really practical in our quest to hear God's voice. Mark your calendars for Thursday, June 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you want to experience an atmosphere right for hearing from God. I'll provide the teaching and Christian recording artist Rochelle Fletcher will be leading in worship for you to listen in or sing along. One day, we'll be able to meet in person and hold one of these Soul H2O events live. I cannot wait. Until then, let's dive into today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. I love staying connected with people and a great way that I do is by sending out regular emails with devotions, updates on the radio show or announcements about upcoming events in the Soul H2O Splash Facebook group for women. When you first sign up, you get a series of emails to let you get to know me better and hopefully you'll reply to share some fun things about yourself too. I love hearing from you girls. In the very first email, I share my addictions. Yeah, I have them, and the healthiest addiction I have is for Bibles. I am a complete Bible addict. My kids have given up asking, Mom, why do you need another Bible? They finally just accepted it's the way I am. I have everything from your regular black leather popular translations, an archaeological, apologetic, illustrated, chronological, inspirational, women's, parallel, paraphrases, life application, and so many different study Bibles. Then I have a ton of commentaries on the Bible, apocryphal writings, a massive book on what the ancient historian Josephus wrote about Jesus and the Jewish history, devotionals discussing the Bible, and countless books where people are sharing what they got out of the Bible. Two, I've written myself. I love books, and the Bible is my all-time favorite book to read. If you ever come over, or if you've already been over for a visit, you've seen all my bookshelves, you know it's saying a lot that it's my favorite book. So, if you have the Bible, what I believe is the most important book out there, do you still need to hear from God? I mean, the Bible's a big book. Do you need God to speak something new to you? Yes, my friend, yes. You most certainly need to keep hearing from God, but don't just take my word for it. Listen to what the Bible records Jesus saying about the issue. 
In Matthew 4, verse 4, Jesus is quoting Deuteronomy 8, 8, when he says, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And since I haven't found a verse in the Bible where God says he's done speaking, then I believe he still speaks. In fact, Psalm 50, verse 3 tells us that our God will not be silent. So, If God is still speaking, you and I better keep listening. I love how the message version words Matthew 4.4 and how it emphasizes that Jesus didn't say we're supposed to live by the words that came out of God's mouth, which is using past tense verb, but every word that proceeds out of God's mouth, which uses a present tense verb. The message paraphrases it like this. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. So, no matter what's written down in the Bible that God has said already, He's still speaking and you need to hear more from Him. Every generation needs God to speak into their time and you need God to speak directly into your life circumstances. I think it might help you to understand the Bible a little better if you know it's actually a collection of how people understood God and what He was speaking to them in their day. I believe this is why some people say that they don't see the same God in the Old Testament and the New Testaments. It's not that God has changed, but that the capacity of the people listening to Him did. As we find more biblical manuscripts, understand biblical culture better, when we review history and as scientific research expands, our capacity to truly know God increases. We continue to grow in our understanding of who God is and what He's trying to say, but the enemy of your soul doesn't want you to learn how to listen to God and to understand His voice. The devil wants you to continue to think that hearing God's voice is a skill so unattainable, so out there, and difficult that you really could never hear God's voice yourself, that it was only for people in the Bible. You know, we read about them like they're famous now, but when they were walking this earth and living their lives, they were just average people like you and me. Throughout the next few episodes, I want to help you grow in an understanding that God is still speaking to His people, how to tune in God's voice, and how to tune out the interference that plugs up our hearing. We're going to look at people in the Bible who have heard from God. I'll share my experiences and others I've heard of so you can become convinced, just like me, that God wants to speak to you and you can hear from Him. We're going to use the story of Samuel as a template for hearing from God, and I hope you follow his example to invite God in. And say it like the band Remedy Drive does, Lord, speak to me. I've been listening in all the wrong places. I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around and then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about, learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor, weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. 
Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Too many people think that they can't hear from God, that he doesn't speak anymore, or that it's just for pastors, preachers, or your Sunday school teacher who can hear from God. Well, I've got news for you. The Bible shows how even a child can learn to hear God's voice. So if a child like Samuel could learn how to hear the voice of God, so can you. The story of God speaking to Samuel is going to be the foundation for the series on hearing God's voice. The Bible is full of people hearing from God, him speaking to them, and then them sharing with others or just changing their own personal lives. One of the most well-known Bible stories about people who hear from God is the story about Samuel. To understand the story, I think you need to know a little bit about Samuel's background and how his life came to be. Samuel's mom was a lady named Hannah. You know, she was a girl who was a part of a polygamous family that, you know, that was the norm back in her day. And Hannah was the wife that wasn't able to have any kids and it broke her heart. This made her life so difficult, absolutely difficult in those days for women who didn't have children. Hannah was distraught and went to God in prayer She goes to Jerusalem, to the temple, and she's just begging God for a child. She's so desperate that she promises God that if he allows her to have a son, she'll take that child back to the temple to work in God's ministry. You might say, oh, Hannah, you can't make deals with God. But really? Seriously, girls, come on. Let's be honest with each other. Who hasn't done this type of bargaining with God? When you're just so desperate that you bargain with God, you beg him saying things like, God, if you do fill in the blank, then I will. Well, you fill in the blank. But most people don't fulfill their part after God does his. I heard about this girl who wanted to go shopping and it was a really busy day. The parking lot was jammed full as she was driving around and around the mall. She just couldn't find a parking spot anywhere. She gets so frustrated and she decides to pray. God, I need you to help me find a parking spot. I'll read my Bible if you let me get a spot. No sooner does she finish the prayer when all of a sudden she turns her head and she sees an empty parking spot. Elated, she cries out to God. Oh, don't worry. I found one for myself. Too often, we can be girls like that where we ask God for something and he answers, but we don't even recognize that he's answered our prayer request. Hannah's not like that. She has a son and follows through on the desperation promise she made with God. After her son is weaned, so probably around two years old in that time frame, Hannah takes Samuel to Eli, the high priest and the prophet, to raise in the temple. Yeah, Her only son after years of infertility. I just can't imagine her anguish. Hannah would go back all the time to see her son, but he was raised to become a prophet and a high priest in the temple. And this is where we find young Samuel. First Samuel chapter three tells this incredible story when Samuel was just a young guy maybe a preteen or early teenager, and he's in the temple with Eli, the prophet, the high priest. It's nighttime, and Eli tells Samuel it's time for bed. 
Eli goes to his bedroom and it says that Samuel went into sleep in the inner courts. The spiritual climate at this time in Israel wasn't good. Scripture says that the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli, but in those days, the word of the Lord was rare and there weren't many visions. Samuel the kid was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, the place where they kept the golden pot that had manna, Aaron's rod that had budded, and the tablets of the covenant. Reminders of God's provision, miraculous work, and his words. To the Jewish people, the ark symbolized God's words, his acts, and his presence. Samuel is right there where God's presence is believed to reside in the Holy of Holies. And God's words are so close. This visual is very important as we continue the series and consider hearing God's voice. It's in this place of rest and powerful position that the Lord calls out to Samuel. Samuel goes running into Eli's room, assuming it's him who's calling and says, Here I am. You called me? Confused, Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. This happens again. Samuel's in bed and hears someone calling. He runs to Eli and says, Here I am. You called me? And Eli sends him back to bed. It says Samuel at this point didn't know the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. He's so young, he doesn't recognize or understand God's voice. It happens a third time when finally Eli the priest clicks in that God's calling the boy Samuel, which might be a tip off of the state of Eli's deteriorated relationship with God. Eli tells Samuel to go back to where he was sleeping and said, The next time you hear God, I want you to answer him and say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. When Samuel goes back, God begins a serious conversation with him about Eli, Eli's sons, and the nation of Israel. If you're going to tune into God's voice, you have to believe that you actually can tune in God's voice. If you listen to this story and think it's only for a guy named Samuel, just for priests, prophets, and really holy people, that God would never speak to someone in our day and age, then he probably won't speak to you. But if you live with an open heart and an open mind to all that God can do and will do, you might just be surprised. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 1130 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Have I ever told you about the time that God called Todd? Well, even if I have, this is a story worth retelling. Todd was sleeping one night when all of a sudden he was woken up with the sound of knocking. So he went to the front door, but no one was there. So he went back to bed. Just as he fell asleep again, he was woken up with knock, knock, knock on the front door. 
He gets there and no one's there. Thinking that he's losing his mind, he goes back to bed. And somehow I was oblivious to all that was going on, which back then was crazy because I was such a light sleeper then. But the knocking, it wasn't for me. Toddy fell back asleep and he was woken up again with the sound of knocking. Now, at this point, many would be grabbing a baseball bat and calling the cops, but Todd realizes that it's God. All of a sudden, Todd remembered the story about Samuel and how God had woke him up and called him three times. It didn't happen in the exact same way as Samuel, but enough that it pushed away his sleepiness. Todd was so shocked that God was knocking to wake him up and excited for what he must want to say. Todd took the time to get out of bed and read his Bible, where God did the really impactful and directive speaking. God called and clearly spoke to Todd. He'd done it many times before that night and has many times since, but just not with the knocking. (laughs) I'm telling you this story because I want to build anticipation in your heart to believe that God can speak to you like he spoke to Samuel, like he spoke to Todd. Todd was just a guy working at a lighting shop who was a part-time firefighter and did art on the side. God was speaking to Todd as he wrote the devotions that would one day be published in his men's devotional, 40 Days in the Man Cave. And this one night changed what Todd was writing in the devotion that ended up being named Knock Till He Breaks the Hinges. God can wake you up in the middle of the night. He can talk to you in the middle of the afternoon or at the crack of dawn. Whenever you need it, he can speak to you. God's messages aren't just for people in the Bible back thousands of years ago. God's voice reaches each generation. Scripture confirms over and over that God's promises are for all future generations. Acts 2.29 is a perfect example of this when Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost and he says, The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all who our Lord God will call. What God gives to one generation, he'll give to each other Now, it might not happen in the same way and won't always look like the same thing. Just like Todd and Samuel, it's a little bit different. But God is a generational God. He wasn't only around for Bible times. God is presently acting and speaking into our world. He just needs you to be listening. It's critical that you believe that God still speaks today, or you'll have a really hard time believing it's Him when He does speak. A book that has drastically impacted my life is called Seeing the Voice of God by Laura Harris-Smith. I have so many notes written and sentences underlined, highlighted throughout this book. It really has changed my life. The book tells this incredible story how Laura was in a really difficult time and struggled to believe that God speaks to us today. At the time, back in the 90s, she started seeing all these Christian books lining the shelves at the Christian bookstores talking about what to do when God is silent. Laura said she thought, I don't want to serve a God who doesn't talk to me, who doesn't stay in communication with me. It was a crisis of faith. So she was really praying about it. And one day she had this dream where she was in a cave and the same cave that she had remembered from a movie where people used to go in it, come running and jump out of it through the waterfalls. 
In boldness, she takes a run and jumps out of the cave, bursting through the waterfalls. As she jumps out and is joyfully falling to the ground, God speaks to her in a booming voice and says, You're going to have a great fall. Before she hits the water, she wakes up. At first, Laura wakes up panicky. It's summer, and she worries that she's going to crash and burn in the next season of fall. But when she wakes up her hubby, Chris, tells him the dream and what she felt God saying, he just said, Autumn, you're going to have a great autumn, and rolled over in bed. Laura felt a peace that he was right, and that autumn, Laura followed God, directing her to actually go away, to get into a cabin for five days, to read through God's word, cover to cover, in order to answer her nagging question, is God ever silent? Laura figures out this whole plan to go to her dad's newly purchased prayer cabin, where she can attentively read through the Bible cover to cover in five days. Can you imagine it? She read, looking for all the times that God speaks to his people to see if she could believe that God continues to speak to people, namely to her. Her whole book talks about the journey she had in the cabin and all that God showed her afterwards. Reading through scripture convinced Laura that God is never silent and always speaking to his people. You need to be convinced, like Laura Harris-Smith and I, that God speaks to you today. It's not just in the past. I know in my life there have been so many times God has clearly spoken to me. It's been scary to move forward with what I believed God's told me to do, but once you hear His voice, and the more you hear His voice, the easier it is to trust and follow through with what He's shared to you. I also find it comforting to know that even if you start going in one direction— When you think you've heard God's voice, but you've gone the wrong way, don't worry. Isaiah 30 verse 21 encourages us that even when you walk too far, God will let you know. He'll tap you on the shoulder, it says, from behind you and say, this is the way. Walk in it. Sometimes you're going to get it right. Sometimes you're going to get it all wrong. But God is speaking to you at all times. As the weeks progress in this series and you learn to tune out the interference and tune in God's voice, you'll have less and less of those experiences where God has to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, come on back over here. I'm so thankful that God still speaks today. He cares so much about you that he wants you to listen. I challenge you to get quiet with God and pray. Ask Him to remove all that is in the way of you hearing His voice. Open your spiritual ears to hear God's voice loud and clear and give you the courage to live out His Word. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for Speak to Me, Episode 66 of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, which was Part 1 in the Hearing God's Voice series. At the end of this four-week study, we're inviting women to join us for the next Soul H2O Splash online event with worship from Rochelle Fletcher, Christian recording artist. Make sure to mark your calendars for June 17th. Come back next week for part two of God's modus operandi. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality. 
so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.